calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Rachel uncensored the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me hi i'm rachel ballinger and if you're viewing this i'm really sorry that it looks so bad but my dog's asleep on the couch behind me and the couch is a mess but i really didn't want to wake him up to make the couch look pretty because he just looks so comfy he's had two walks today he sunbathed for hours he's kaput he's done for the day he's exhausted you guys can't imagine how hard he has to work during the day. Also, I don't like how close my mic stand is to me. I'm going to move this. All right, everybody. How we doing? I'm here by myself. Well, that's a lie. I'm here with Blaze Boy. Blaze Boy, say hello. Yeah, he's a dog. He's not going to talk to you. Today, since it's just a solo, I'm a solo artist. I'm a solo act today. So I'm going to read some Am I the Assholes? Because why, why not? Let's get to it. How's everybody doing today? Let's just take, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we record anything, well, we're recording. Before we begin reading anything, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to appreciate, to be angry, to just get her done. I could go on a rant right now. What do we want me to rant about? It is the Christmas season. Whether you like it or not, we can talk about this. Merry Christmas, everyone, and happy holidays. Should we talk about how the extreme conservative Republican Christian people say that they're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore? No one said that. That's something you guys made up. We don't care if you say Merry Christmas. In fact, I do say Merry Christmas. I also say Happy Holidays because I want to include everybody. But it's not taboo to say Merry Christmas. It's like, if it's my birthday, and it's also someone else's birthday, you can still say Happy Birthday to me. You don't have to say Happy Birthday to you and everyone else who has a birthday today. But if there's someone standing next to me who it is also their birthday... Maybe say happy birthday to both. We could also rant about, hey, if someone else wants to put up Christmas decorations in their house before you would like to put them up in your house, that's okay. They're allowed to do that. And you're allowed to wait. I feel like people have been so divided on this. And this is the season in which let's not divide. Let's unite. Because the world is crumbling at our feet. If someone needs to put up some tinsel Two weeks earlier than you would, so they can have just one little ounce of serotonin in their body as they struggle to pay rent, feed themselves, 
or just basically stay alive. Let them do that. Don't give them shit for that. And then when you wait, they're not going to give you shit for waiting. They don't care when you decorate, just like you shouldn't care when they decorate. And this is coming from someone who has no Christmas decorations up right now. But if I wanted to, I could. I, I actually want to. I just haven't had time to get my boxes down. But one thing I will say as I get older, I can't listen to Christmas music as early as I used to. I could, it does fade for me. I do kind of get over it by Christmas time. Decorations, that can be up. I love a decoration. Oh my gosh. It makes the house feel warmer and cozier. But the songs, those got to relax. Those for me. You can play them all you want. You can listen to Christmas music 365. I don't care. I just don't want to hear it. What you put in your headphones, it's your business. And if I happen to be driving in your car and you put it on, well, thanks for the ride. I'll listen to it for that ride because it doesn't actually affect me. Uh, Those are my Christmas rants right now. I started actually ordering Christmas presents now because I don't want to wait. I don't want to get to the end and be like, oh my God. Amazon won't get this to me in one hour? What am I supposed to do? So I I started ordering things. And for the first year ever, I actually have my parents' presents picked out first. Usually, I have something for everyone but them. I can never figure my parents out. But this year, I thought about this present two months ago. And I've been excited about it. And I can't tell you what it is. Not that my parents listen to this. But I, 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 I like a good surprise. I think I'm the only person in my family that likes a good surprise. But I'm gonna... I'm, I'm going to do it. Okay. I think I got some things off my chest. I'm not even in a bad mood. I just wanted to rant about something for a second. If you're new here, did you know that I started on the internet with a series called, Do You Know What Pisses Me Off? There was no to do. It was just, do you know what pisses me off? And then I would rant about something. Back when YouTube videos were only three to five minutes long. Oh my God. What a time to be alive. That was so easy. I mean, it was still work, as it always is. But man, videos only had to be two to three minutes long. And then people were like, oh man, it's getting to five minutes. Whoo, whoa. And then Shane Dawson had to ruin it for us and make 30 to 60 minute long videos. And now everyone, then everyone wanted really long videos. And then TikTok happened. And then everyone's like, I don't have the attention span for that. But YouTube won't push the short videos. They only push the long videos because I can put more ads on it. So who do you please? YouTube or the people? If you please YouTube, no one's going to watch it. If you please the people, no one's going to be able to see it. See, it's quite a flicker fluffle. I, oh man, I dream about the, the days when six minutes was a long video. Those were the good ones. Now people are wanting my podcast to be an hour long. I am unmedicated. I can't sit here for that long. But thank you. Thank you for being so kind and wanting to be entertained by me. I appreciate that. It is quite an honor to be someone's source of entertainment. It's also a lot of pressure. I just choose not to think about that. I'm very good at just compartmentalizing and maybe disassociating. Who knows? We'll talk about it in therapy. (laughs) All right, let's read that. Let's read the asshole in this. Oh, five, six, seven, eight. Am I the asshole for telling my son that I don't care he doesn't like the food, eat what he ordered, or skip dinner. If he ordered it, it's saying eat what he ordered or skip dinner. If you ordered it, child, you got to eat it. And I think that is a normal, fine rule. I was never ordering anything I wouldn't eat. Here we go. I need outside opinions on this. 
My son is 12 and he will order the adventurous stuff on the menu when he knows that he has issues with different textures. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to read it all and then we'll, we'll circle back. We have done this dance many times at this point. He will order something out there, take a single bite and then want my food. I have had this conversation so many times. This time when we, he went out to eat, I informed him that I will not give him any of my food. I ordered some chicken and he got fish soup. That's disgusting. That is foul. I'm sorry. I'll save my opinions for after. Well, he didn't like it. Shocker. Absolute shocker. And asked for my chicken. I told him no, and he complained he was hungry. This is when I told him I don't care that he doesn't like the food and that he needs to eat what he ordered or skip dinner. When we got home, he complained that I starved him. He literally said this while making a sandwich. This resulted in an argument with my wife. She thinks I am a huge jerk and I am sick of never getting to eat what I order. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the consensus is not an asshole. Let's just read real quick. Top comment. You and your wife have two choices here. One, teach your son this perfectly aged appropriate lesson that he is responsible for his choices. Or two, let him grow up to be an entitled asshat who believes that other people are responsible for his choices. You are not an asshole, but if your wife keeps choosing number two, your son will grow up to be one. Don't let her do that to him. Someone said spot on, and then people are saying things about how they've gone through the same thing, not the asshole, not the asshole, not the asshole. If he's old enough to pick from the menu and know what he likes slash dislikes, you're, you're right not to swap with him. Giving in and letting him have your food all the time would set a terrible precedent going forward. It's a harmless lesson, especially given that he's given the opportunity to eat what he likes at home. Yeah, I'm going to go big, not the asshole on that one. If my parents were like, hey, don't order the octopus. You don't like octopus. And I said, fuck you, mom, and ordered the octopus. And then was like, "Mm, mom, I don't like this. Can you give me your salad? Hell no, she wouldn't give me her salad. No, especially if I got to go home and make food. No, my mom would say, you eat that octopus, child. You eat it. You have every right to say you eat what you ordered or you're going to sit there hungry until you get home and can make yourself a sandwich. And then you get to eat the leftovers later the next day or something. Um, Kids are annoying. That's just, I think, something we can all agree on. Kids are annoying and they'll push you and they'll do what they want. They don't know. They're still learning right from wrong. They're still learning their ups from their downs. Lord help them if they ever learn right from left. But I think 12 years old, you are very much equipped to learn the consequences of your actions. If you can read the menu, if you know your likes from your dislikes, yeah, no. Or you could just be like, fine, if we can't trust you to not order something you'll like, then I'll order for you and I'll get you something I know you'll like. And then you have no choice in the matter and you eat it. I like that the kid is trying to be adventurous, but at the same time, you just can't do that. Be adventurous. How I like to be adventurous when I try something new is when someone gets something I've never had before, I ask for a bite and I'll have a bite of their food and not order the whole thing for myself. That's ridiculous. Uh, You're completely not the asshole on that one. So let's go on to the next. Am I the asshole for nuking my niece's social media accounts. I don't know what nuking means, so let's dive in here. 
So a couple weeks ago, I, a male, 35, had my sister, a female, 39, and her family, including my niece, a female 11-year-old, over for a barbecue. We had a pretty good time, with the exception of my niece, who was pretty much constantly on her phone recording TikToks the entire time. Slightly annoyed, but ultimately not my kid, not my problem. I've talked to my sister a while ago about being careful what my niece put, is putting online, protecting her identity, etc. My sister brushed it off, saying that niece was sensible enough not to do anything stupid. I figured I'd try and bridge the gap. So I asked my niece what she's recording. It's a TikTok. You're old. You wouldn't get it. I work in tech, so it's not like I don't know what I'm talking about. But I decided to let it slide and do some digging later. Turns out my niece has used her full government name to register for TikTok with links to her public Instagram with the same name. So I did what any reasonable person would do. Okay, that's an assumption. Reported everything for being under 13. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, everything I could find. With the nature of TikTok trends, some of the stuff on there was stuff that 11-year-olds probably shouldn't be doing and definitely shouldn't be recording. Fast forward to today, my sister calls me and asks if I can look at my niece's iPad. Apparently, she can't log into any of her accounts and she's having a meltdown about it. I talked her through it and it quickly became apparent that the accounts are blocked and asking for ID. I'm in two minds whether to tell her it was me that reported the account or just tell her to submit the ID knowing it'll get my niece permabanned. So am I the asshole for nuking my niece's social media? Um, I'm not going to read the comments yet. I'm going to say it's not your kid. I completely understand wanting to protect the kid, but this is more, this is the parent's choice, whether they're going to let their kid post or not. It's not your decision. Uh, yeah, the kid isn't supposed to be on there. And I don't like that. They were posting things that were, you didn't say the word raunchy, but I'll say raunchy. Uh, I want to say, I don't think you had the right or what any, I don't quote unquote, what any reasonable person would do you're not their parent or their guardian so i i think you overstepped but i completely understand your desire to want to protect those that you love especially when they're that young because the niece doesn't know any better and that's why their their parent is supposed to be the one in charge i mean i'm not mad at you but i do think it wasn't your place to do that uh, but I'm reading the comments and people are saying, not the asshole. That is the majority. Uh, and don't narc yourself out to the family. You did more to protect this child than her own parents care to. In the days of hacking, online bullying, and human trafficking, these kids really do not grasp the full dangers that their online presence can bring them. Apparently, her parents also have an issue grasping this. Someone said, you're a damn hero. Uh, yeah, I completely understand people saying not the asshole here. I'm just saying, like, I don't know, you're not the parent, but the parents were failing. I don't know. But everyone's saying don't tell the parents. Yeah, I wouldn't tell the parents. You you definitely meddled, so I would not tell the parents whatsoever. But you did what you did. And my only thing is I wish there was a way to make it all private because, okay, I guess this is my, my personal thing I'm bringing to the table here. In years, like in 20 years, she would have loved to look back at those videos, whether it was to cringe at them and laugh at herself or to be amazed at herself or whatever it was, you did get rid of a history of videos that maybe her adult self would have loved to see. Also, 
there's a bunch of memories that could have been in her drafts. So when my TikTok, I was doing a live stream and my number one fans, people who hate me are my number one fans. Thank you, everyone. You are the first to watch or the first to comment. I appreciate your loyalty and your dedication to my life. Um, it's really great knowing that I am such a huge influence on you and how you function. But sometimes it can get annoying because a bunch of people tagged my video saying I was trying to, my live stream, saying I was trying to sell firearms and TikTok banned my channel for a week. One, that's annoying because that is my job uh, to post and do things such as that. So that was messed up. I was losing my job. I was losing my audience. Now that's in and of itself. I can get over that. A week of not being paid on TikTok isn't going to uh, make or break me. But what sucked was I had a bunch of saved drafts that were cute things when Abby and I first started dating, when we had first met each other, stuff with joy that I hadn't posted that was just for us. It was a, it was a memory bank. So that my channel being banned, it deleted all of my drafts, which made me really sad. So if you're a hater, congratulations. I hope you get the therapy you do so desperately need to dedicate your life to someone that you say you hate, but in reality, you probably are more obsessed with than anyone who is a number one fan. But yeah, I just wish there was a way that her account would have been privated and no one could see her videos but her until she reached 13 or something like that. I think I wish there was a gray area where her video diary basically didn't get deleted, but I do, I am concerned about children on the internet because it is a scary, scary ass place out there. And yeah, people don't understand the repercussions of that shit later. So I will say you definitely did what you thought you needed to do to protect your niece. I just wish there was a way where those videos could have been saved for her because in 20 years, I think that'd be really fucking funny to go back and look at, but I guess her safety is more important. All right. Let me know what you think though, down below. Did he have the right? Or not, because I think some of my listeners, oh, actually, I hope my listeners aren't on Rachel Uncensored aren't younger, but you're like millennials. So millennials, you grew up with the internet back when, oh my God, our millennials are a prime time because we had cameras and the internet, but we weren't good at anything yet. So our, our videos, God damn it, are gold. And I think we love those. So imagine if all those got wiped from you. But then imagine if everyone saw all those. <laughs> it's, it's a give and take. So let me know what you guys think. All right. Before we go on to the next one, let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. ZocDoc. ZocDoc is our sponsor for today. If you've lived life at all, you know that sometimes you just have to compromise, especially when you're dealing with finances or other people in your life. It's just inevitable. But when it comes to your health, there should be no compromising. So don't go to those doctors that don't listen to you or take slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book appointments with doctors who you feel comfortable with that listen to you and prioritize your health. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. There is no compromising with ZocDoc. You have more options than you're even aware of. 
ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. If you want to try it out, I highly suggest it. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Rachel and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash Rachel. ZocDoc.com slash Rachel. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next one. Am I the asshole for using weaponized incompetence back on my son to make a point? I cannot stand weaponized incompetence. It is so annoying. It's so annoying and easy to spot. All right, here it is. I am so tired. Oh, girl, preach. You are preaching to the choir, even though I don't have children. We're all just tired trying to get through this world. My son, 15. Oh, disgusting age. Disgusting. (laughs) Has been messing up all of his chores on purpose. I started to teach him how to cook more complex stuff and other stuff, like proper deep cleaning, how to clean the bathroom well, laundry. Think grown-up chores. He messes up. At first, I thought he was just having a harder time, so I spent more time on it with him. It was driving me insane because I tried so many different ways to teach him and was getting quite frustrated. I even went to book an appointment to see, he, to see if he has ADHD or something. I canceled it after I heard him talking with his friends, bragging how he got out of his chores by messing them up. What a little fuck. Oh my God. I sat him down and talked to him and he denied that, saying he doesn't get it. He went as far as to say it wasn't a big deal. He can't do it. Who is teaching your son these ways? It's not over. But I, seriously, who is teaching your son to be this manipulative? He is, mm, mm, he is not growing up to be a gentleman. No, thank you. So after I have been messing up his stuff on purpose to show him how much of an inconvenience it is. For example, I forgot to turn on the dryer, so he had wet clothes. We got in an argument today, thinking I am a huge jerk and that he knows I am doing it on purpose. I told him that is the point. I won't stop until he does his stuff correctly. He won't talk to me, and my husband is on his side. Oh, no, we know who the perpetrator is. We know who the real instigator. We know who the teacher is. Your husband is a pipoo. If he thinks that this is okay, he's probably doing it too. And he's allowing his son to do this. Oh, I'm mad. I'm saying you're not the asshole. Your son needs a metaphorical ass whooping. Top comment. 
Not the asshole. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Smart people. Since your husband is on his side, let him handle the chores originally assigned to your son. Oh, the dinner isn't on the table? Well, that's too bad. Guess I will be having some of the fancy meal I had pre-made for tomorrow. Would you like to have some? Sorry, won't do. There's only enough for myself. I'm selfish? Nope, just hungry. You want something to eat? There's a kitchen. Help yourselves. And tell your son that a 15-year-old who does not know how to clean a toilet to do his laundry or to cook a simple meal twice a month is ridiculous and borders on pathetic. Calling someone pathetic is such a burn. Oh, I love it. And it's terrible. The OP responded and said, it truly was driving me insane why he was messing up. Like I get messing up or mixing up the wrong chemicals at first, but I started using sticky notes. I removed the bleach so he wouldn't make mustard gas. Like the floor cleaner says floor cleaner and he'd use it in the sink. I probably should have seen what he was doing sooner, but I truly thought he was having issues. Wow. You're being a good mom and you were trying. I, you were such a good mom. You took the time to teach him. You're trying to make him independent, smart, capable. You are trying your hardest. And that sucks that he is being a butthead and that your husband is supporting him. You have to be so tired. I am so sorry. Someone said, not the asshole. Oh man, at first I was skeptical, like you might be the asshole, but once you overheard him bragging about it and then he denied it, I can't think of a better tool for the job. What I want though is an update. I mean, wet clothes is awesome and I want to hear what else you came up with. (laughs) Okay, they said, OP said, I did the wet clothes. I didn't remove the plastic off the cheese slice for his lunch. I forgot how to use an iron for his clothes. His cup that he uses often were washed up in the dishwasher So they filled, oh, she put them upright in the dishwasher. So they filled with dirty water. He forgot to back his book. So that stayed on the corner and I didn't remind him. Oh, to pack his book. Uh, Really everything I do for him, I have been forgetting to do or fucking them up somehow. I'm only on day three. He didn't really notice the first day. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, I'm going to say you're not the asshole. And now people are starting to talk about the uh, the problem being the husband. Yeah, it looks like the men in your household need to step up and do the things for themselves because you're busy now. You're busy. By the way, if you ever disagree, please kindly discuss down below. And I can't imagine, man, I was the youngest of four, so I learned chores pretty easily. Your last child is always going to learn quicker and be more adult than your first one. Usually, not always, sorry. I shouldn't use definitive statements like that. But usually the youngest are more advanced than the oldest were at that age because, man, my mom would make a chore list and she'd be like, do it. And if your siblings didn't do theirs, you had to help them make up or get it done so that because if one person didn't do it, no one was allowed to go have fun. And my mom would stop doing laundry for the older ones and then slowly stop doing it for me way earlier than she did for my older siblings because she was over it. She was over it. My oldest brother and I are eight years apart. She's, my mom was tired. So I started doing laundry, I think, for myself when I was in seventh, sixth grade, 12, 13 years old. And I think that's normal, like to at least know how to do it. I went to college and there were freshmen, 18 year olds in college who didn't know, who had never done laundry before. So I'm very glad that I had the capabilities to do stuff. I've always lacked in cooking but I know the basics. I can get a basic meal done, but cleaning is not rocket science. 
Laundry, you explain it a couple times and you should be good. The concept is very easy. So I'm glad I know those things. And it's great that you're a mom that wants to sit down and do them. I just cannot imagine. I just, I guess I'm not that type of person. I want to be able to do things myself. I love learning how things work. So maybe it's a personality thing, but no, son is in the wrong for that one for sure. All right. Next one. Am I the asshole for saying that I will never, ever babysit my half sibling? Dum, dum, dum. Never, ever. Never say never, ever. I, a 16-year-old male, okay, live with my mom. My dad lost his parental rights due to abandonment. No contact over a year and no child support. Oh, your dad's a deadbeat. All right. He contacted us after getting sober. Okay, he had an addiction. I'm glad he's sober now. And things seem to be going well. But then his new wife tried to prohibit me from reading young adult books featuring, featuring LGBT characters. Oh, we have some insight. Okay, this was some info I wasn't expecting. His new wife doesn't like the community. That bitch. That was when I decided to not visit their house again so I don't have to follow their rules. Okie dokie. You said, no, I'm going to set a boundary. And you did. I love that for you. Absolutely love it. This morning, I found out my dad's new wife got pregnant. They asked to meet them at a cafe and I decided to go just to hear what they had to say. Okay, you're open. You're an understanding person. It's been 20 days since I last saw my dad. They asked if I could. I hate this. They asked if I would consider helping babysit the kid after he is born. They are thinking of having me over three hours each day when the baby is born so they can have their time outside by themselves. What on earth gave them the audacity to think that they deserve that? That, that they are owed your time for their child so they can have me time after so after school you're supposed to go over and babysit for 3 hours for a dad who abandoned you and a wife who's a poopy face mm, i'm going to say no son no so when i asked my dad's wife if she would still try to control what i read she said yes oh the audacity that she doesn't want me bringing certain books to their home i told them that i wouldn't do it since they expect me to just sit there doing nothing for 3 hours except watching the kid won't even allow me to use TV since she doesn't want anyone else touching their remote. She sounds oh so controlling. Yeah, no. My grandparents said I should be a bit willing to consider the idea since the kid is my half sibling. No, you're not going to go do three hours of free labor for people you don't really like who control what you do and you're just going to be bored out of your mind. Not a chance. Set your boundary and keep it. Update. I told it to him straight. I told him that he's crazy if he thinks that as a 16-year-old, I'll take responsibility for an infant three hours a day, not to mention zero pay and having his wife censor my reading materials. Say your piece, son. Say it. Own it. Yes, puff that chest up. Set them boundaries. Then I told him I hope he's a better dad to this kid than he ever was to me before blocking him. Oh, you hit him with the block. I'm so proud of you. No, you should be proud of yourself. Yes, son. I, you hit him with the block. You set your boundaries. 
You said your piece and you left. Ugh! I fucking love it. Okay. Consensus? Not the asshole. Shocking. Shocking. Not the asshole. If the only reason they are even reaching out to you now is because you would be a built-in babysitter, then I wouldn't even ever go to their house again, period. The fact that they are are on top of that, trying to control what you read and watch as a 16-year-old is ridiculous. Your dad doesn't get to pick and choose when he wants to be a parent to you. And your stepmom has no right to control anything to do with you. If I were you, I would go completely no contact with them. Oh, not the asshole. Sounds like they want a quote unquote relationship with you only so they can use you as a babysitter. Books are no books. Why would you want that in, in your life at all? They're just using you. Not the asshole. They just want free childcare. And at three hours daily, that's a lot of free childcare. There's also the separate issue that a 16 year old is likely not equipped to take care of a newborn with zero supervision. I say that not as a slight to you or your maturity, but as an issue that any reasonable new parent should think of before arranging childcare. Yeah, that sucks, man. It sucks so much that so many teenagers, just people, have to deal with such shitty parents. Adults, I, I, you, as you get older and you become an adult, you realize adults ain't shit. Adults, we have life experience, but that doesn't always mean that people learn from them. <laughs> Learn from that life experience. Take things from it. So, yeah, when you're a child, not even that. Some parents don't even know better when you're a child. Okay, I don't know how to phrase this. Yes, sometimes adults are right. Like, listen to your parents. But at the same time, sometimes your parents are fucked up. Like, they're still learning. They're still growing as people. They don't always know right from wrong. And it really sucks when... A kid is more mature or smart than the, the parent, the adult, the guardian. I always hate that. Yeah, adults have more life experience, so they're going to know more stuff. But that doesn't mean they always get it right. And it just really sucks because as a kid, you're taught, you know, respect your elders. They know best. Do what they say. Blah, blah, blah. But it's not always right. And that just sucks because you never know when you're going to come into that. And it sucks so much that that kid has to cut out his dad because his dad is a piece of shit. and. It's great that the kid knows this. Like, he knows, like, you shouldn't be able to control what I read. Like, you're just using me. I, I'm so glad that kid is so uh, emotionally mature enough to realize that and deal with it correctly. But he should have never had been put in that situation. He's 16. He should be going doing fun, stupid shit with his friends and worrying about school and colleges and, you know, hormone changes, who they're attracted to, not not babysitting your abandoning dad's new child. Oh, I hate that so much. And the parent, the grandparents are in that freaking mindset. Oh, you should do it. It's family. No, no. That's how generational trauma just keeps on continuing. Cut the cycle. Now you cut it. All right. <clears throat> we'll move on. But before we do, Let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor! Ah! All right. Am I the asshole for refusing to attend one of my best friend's wedding because it's on my birthday weekend? 
I mean, if it's my best friend's wedding, I'm going to the wedding and I'm skipping my birthday unless you already had things planned. I don't know. Let's read. Let's read. I, a 28-year-old female. Okay. We've developed brains at this point. Have been very close friends with Jess, a 29-year-old female, for five years. Last year, Jess got engaged to Matt. I'm very happy for them both. Matt treats her well, and she's very happy. So where's the drums? Where's the drums? Since they've got engaged, I've seen Jess maybe twice. It sounds like you guys are no longer best friends. When we used to see each other all the time. Fair enough, she's loved up and she's busy wedding planning. But it's gotten to the point where I can't plan anything with her. Anytime I ask her to do something, she always says she's spending time with Matt. Even if it's a month in advance, she'll say, I'll see what I'm doing. Making me feel like she's waiting for something better to come along. Oh, girly girl. I don't think I need to read anymore. You aren't friends anymore. She is ghosting you kindly. Did something happen? Like, there. think back. Think back to when you last hung out or right when you things started maybe seeming weird. Go back a little bit before that. Did anything happen? Was there a fight? Were you annoyed by something? Did you make a comment? Did Matt make a comment? Did Jess make a comment? It's seeming as though she's phasing you out. If you're best friends and you've only seen each other twice in a year, which is fine. My best friend lives in Seattle. I barely see her. But when I call, she answers and vice versa. So if she's saying like maybe a month out, I'm busy. Mm. Someone did something. Recently, I saw on Instagram that she's asked her bridesmaids to be bridesmaids. Ooh, and not you. I'm hurt I have not been asked, but I understand that she can't afford to have lots of bridesmaids. Yeah, you're not as close as you think. Maybe she, this is on her, like you didn't do anything and she's going through her own thing, but just so you know, you're not as close as you think. The thing that hurt me the most is that she has not told me a thing about her wedding. She's booked the date and not even said anything. She messaged me to say why I'm not a bridesmaid. Again, I understand that she can't have everyone, but given how close we're, we are meant to be, what? But given how close we're meant to be, I'd have at least expected a courtesy text as something I'd do for them. Okay, so she told you saying why you can't be a bridesmaid and you're still upset about it. You can say you're not, but we can read through the lines. You're upset that you're not a bridesmaid. Then I see the bridesmaids post on Instagram, the date of the wedding, and it's on my 30th birthday. Whoops. I've never celebrated a significant birthday, and I'd always planned on going on holiday for it. I know now that her and a couple of friends won't be celebrating with me as they'll be attending the wedding. Girl, she knew when your birthday was. She knew if you had been best friends for five years, girl knew your birthday. I told her that I'd seen the date on a post and that I likely wouldn't be available to attend as I wanted to be away for my birthday. She says, yeah, I know it was your birthday, but I thought you were my friend and you'd be there regardless. Oh, if that's her response. Ooh, I'm not liking her. I don't know. This is tricky. This is a tricky one. There are so many red flags all over the place. I said, it's not that I don't want to be there, but it's a significant birthday. And I've always said about going away for it. And she said, yeah, I know you have, but it's tough. So she knew. Mm. Well, 
I said, well, unfortunately, I won't be attending. She called me selfish and hasn't spoken to me since. Am I the asshole? I think something happened that you're not aware of, whether it be your fault or hers, or it's your issue or her issue. Something's gone gone awry. Something's gone amok. And there is some unresolved tension. And you're bitter. Maybe rightfully so. I don't know. I don't know. But there's resentment. And you feel unloved. You feel left out. You feel abandoned. Whether it's rightfully so or not, you're having emotions. You're having them. That's okay to admit. It's okay to have emotions. It's how we respond to those emotions that matters. So, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know the true relation that's happening here, but I would say it, it is kind of fucked that she maybe didn't let you know about the date she was thinking and being like, can you maybe like, hey, this is the only date that works for me and my boo. And I know we haven't seen each other in Lois so long. I've just been so busy. And I know this date is your birthday. Is there any way like the week before or like the month after, like we could go away for your birthday and make that the day and blah, 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 deep, that boop. Um, but for her to just expect you to do that makes a red flag uh, for me. But the fact that you're getting all of this information from the bridesmaids posts is weird. But here, edit for clarification. I feel like people think I'm cutting my nose off to spite my face. Ari, the bridesmaid thing. I am hurt. Yes. Okay. Glad we're admitting our emotions, but I understand why I've not been asked. I only put the comment in there to explain how close we were and that we, that she would have been a bridesmaid at mine. It has nothing to do with my decision-making. I am also not expecting her to change the date. I would never expect anyone to do that. My question is more regarding my refusal, my refusal to come because I was planning a trip around that time. I have not received an official paper invitation as they aren't doing them yet. But in the conversation before, I said I won't be attending. Jess stated she hoped I'd be able to book it off work, indicating that I am invited. And yes, it needs to be that weekend. Nothing is officially booked as you can't book that far in advance. However, the two weeks before I have an exam that I need to study for, and the week after is my mom's 60th birthday, so I'll be celebrating her then. I appreciate the you're the asshole comments, and that's why I felt the need to clarify. My main question is, am I the asshole for saying I won't be going? <sighs> there, I think there's a conversation that needs to be had. I feel like I just seen the song for the first time. You make my life right. Okay, sorry, I was breaking into song. Nope, not the time. I feel like there's something bigger between the two of you, and there's a lot of resentment being built that's influencing both of your decision-making processes. And I need that to be resolved. If you want all your friends to be there on your birthday trip, but all those friends are going to the wedding instead, I personally would postpone my birthday trip for like a month so that all my friends could go. I wouldn't want to do a solo birthday trip. That's just me. That's because I'm a little social human being. So I would make my trip like a month different. You know, even, I know it's your 30th and it's a big deal and whatnot. But we don't have to celebrate on our birthday. But you have every right not to go. Being like, sorry, I plan to be in Greece at that time. And I'm going to Greece. But you can't be mad if none of your friends go because they'll be at the wedding. Also, like, did you want to spend your birthday with the bride? I did have to go to my cousin's wedding on my birthday once. All my family was at that wedding. And I said, okay. And then I had my birthday party. 
the weekend after. That's kind of what happens. You know, we don't have to celebrate on our birthdays. I think it's weird that she didn't talk to you first. Not that it like, it's just like a courtesy of heads up. This is what's going down. I think that, again, I think there's something bigger that a conversation needs to be had about. I don't know. Um, I think maybe you guys aren't as close as you thought. Maybe she doesn't, doesn't want you at the wedding. So this was her plan. I don't know. But uh, people are saying not the assholes. People, okay, this one I'm going to agree with. Someone's saying you're both the asshole. And I kind of get that. Not the asshole, not the asshole. Not the asshole. I think, yeah, uh, the consensus is not the asshole. That's what most people say. And then someone said neither is the asshole. I'm going to say, I, I don't, I think I need the bigger issue to be resolved before we can find out who the actual asshole is. So call your congressman, find out what the issues are, and don't forget to vote. (laughs) All right, we have time for about one more. So actually, I want to know what you guys think on that one. Tell me below, do you think that they're an asshole or not? Because I, I know that there's more to the story, and so I can't form an opinion. Because if the bride is just like a complete dick and doesn't care, well, it's your birthday. Who cares? It's my wedding day. Get here. All right. I, I don't know if she did it out of spite or like what the, what the issue is. I mean, I feel like if you guys were super close, maybe you're, I don't know. There, there's something else going on. So I can't form an, op- form an opinion here. I need your Al's help. Can you please tell me? What, who you think the asshole is here? Cause I cannot figure it out. You're not the asshole for not attending a wedding. If you don't want to attend a wedding, don't attend a wedding. That's fine. There's just deeper issues. All right. Let's skip to the next, the last one. All right. This one's a long one. So get comfy. Am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend I am no longer helping to plan our trip after he ate one of my cookies? That had to have been one special cookie. Last weekend, my partner and I, 40 female and 40 male, went to the grocery store together. He was buying groceries for himself. We don't live together. But he told me I could pick out a snack for myself. I picked the new birthday flavored Oreos and he picked out the original Oreos for himself. When we got back home, I opened mine and had three. I shared a few with him too before I went to bed. In the morning, I noticed he ate three rows of mine while I was sleeping and didn't touch his box. I forgot to bring what was left of mine home with me as we don't live together. And I asked him, please do not eat the last row. He told me he wouldn't. Now, as per the title, my partner and I booked a trip to Tokyo for next year. I am always the one that does the planning and the booking, not because I want to, but because my partner is just not a planner. I have been endlessly reading online about places to go while we were there and figuring everything out with the JR rail passes and the Universal Studios. And there's a lot to know if you haven't booked that stuff before. I called him last night to tell him some things that I figured out, but he was too busy gaming and not listening. For me to try and figure everything out by myself can be a little stressful slash frustrating, so that weighs on me a little. Fast forward to this morning. I told him I tried a new cookie my mom gave me last night, but that they weren't as good as the new ones we got last weekend, and I hoped he didn't eat any more of the birthday Oreos I left at his place. He said he did eat one. I asked him why, as he had already eaten 90% of them and had his own box he can open. He told me he wasn't arguing with me about a cookie, 
and that I can go buy more and that he doesn't feel bad about eating one of mine. I ended up just hanging up the phone and bursting into tears. Oh, girl, you have deeper issues with this man than a cookie. Now, I know it's just a cookie, and this whole post is something a toddler would probably only get upset over, but it's the principle that matters to me. I feel like I have been doing everything with this trip and then have a boyfriend who doesn't care to help and is also being selfish. I ended up sending a text telling him how upset I was and that if he wants a certain thing done on the trip, he can figure it out for himself. I guess I just want to know, am I the asshole over this cookie situation? (laughs) Every comment is saying, this is not about a cookie. (laughs) Girl, your boyfriend's just a dick. And the cookie was the last straw. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. The cookie is a metaphor for your relationship. And you're just over it. It's not about a cookie. It's, if it wasn't the cookie, it would have been a piece of pizza, a, a soda, the last, like him hanging his boxer somewhere, him not showing up when he said he would. It's, okay, I'm going to read the comments. The top one so far is, this isn't about the cookie. This is about being overwhelmed, doing all the planning for the Tokyo trip with no help from your partner. Planning excursion trips, navigating train times, mapping out things to do, in each area you visit, etc., takes a lot of time and preparation. Not the asshole to feel overwhelmed. We recently went to London and Ireland. Okay, I don't care about yours, thanks. And then someone said, stop using the cookie as the reason. It may have been the catalyst, but you're an independent adult. Buy yourself more cookies. You may want to shop for a new boyfriend too, though. Joint vacations are notorious for revealing fault lines in assumed compatibility in a relationship. And even planning one has done this for you. Someone said, not the asshole. This isn't about the trip. And it's also not about the cookie. It's about general pattern in the relationship where you feel unheard and uncared for. It seems like this has been going on for a long time. There are some talks in order between you and your boyfriend. And if he doesn't take you seriously, then maybe it's time for you to end this relationship and find one where you are treated with respect and courtesy. From what I read here, it looks to me like he is taking you for granted. And then the OP said, info, this is more about just cookies, isn't it? So it said, yeah, I think so. Says you have a lot of stress on you and the cookie issue is just a trigger. Yeah, you're not the asshole, but it's definitely not about the cookies. This is a built up anger, sadness, resentment. (sighs) This is when uh, big fights happen is when you, you bottle everything up and then you explode about something that seems dumb. But really, you're not exploding about that thing. But then you feel crazy because you're yelling about a cookie when really you should be yelling about the fact that you're underappreciated and uh, taken for granted, like actual big issues. And then that's when you get gaslit being like, you're crazy. It's a cookie. I'll buy you more cookies. So it's not about what you said. It's how you said it. Anyway, that's it for today. If you ever have opinions about any of these, especially if they differ from me, please let me know down below. I like to get everyone's opinion because the thing about humans is sometimes we can only see things from one angle. I'm going to hop back to the one about the, the, the dude getting his niece's thing taken down. Uh, like the first or second one we read. He did the right thing, but he didn't have the right to do it. That's how I want to sum that up. He did the right thing, but didn't have the right to do it. And that's complicated, but so is that situation. Anyway, I, that's, that was my thought. That was my thought. I love you guys. Please comment below if there's any other ideas you'd ever want me to do for Rachel Uncensored. I have Joy on next time, uh, Devin after that. Uh, Then I think another solo one and then one with Abby. 
And then next year we're going to weekly. If you didn't know, I am ending my podcast, All Things Internet, that I'm doing with my mom right now. This will be the last season of that. It ends at the end of December. And then Rachel Uncensored will go to weekly. We have guests lined up. I'm going to try and full force this one, have a structure to it, maybe. Or I like that it's kind of unstructured, but just like little segments that will do. I have been lining up guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. I had a trouble juggling everything. Something had to give, and I chose all things internet. So if you're Rachel Uncensored fan, no worries. You're going to get more of this and less of that. But I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. If you're a fan, I appreciate you. If you're a hater, I still appreciate you because you're still helping me pay my bills. I love you all, and I'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet where you can find the uncensored version of me. Rachel Ballinger. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like, subscribe, or follow, or do whatever this platform tells you to do so that you can get notified every time I post a new episode. Love ya! Sometimes investigative podcasts tell stories that seem almost too weird to be true. So just how wild can a fiction podcast following that same format get? You can find out on Conference Call, a Paradiso Media production presented by Realm. Conference Call follows journalist Charlotte Dunn as she uncovers the story of two entrepreneurs, the Toad Bros, pieced together from the hilariously cringeworthy phone calls within their company. Charlotte details the incompetence, fraud, and betrayal of this eccentric pair and their unwitting partner, who was just looking for her big break in Silicon Valley. Starring Elizabeth Henstridge, Jeff Ward, Gregory Stees, and Emma Roberts, and featuring guests like Karen Gillan, Beck Bennett, Dimi Dijuibe, and many more, Conference Call blends the workplace weirdness of The Office with the cadence of a true crime podcast. Be sure to listen and subscribe to Conference Call wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at realm.fm.